0: good one what's the banana
1: for <laughs> uh for my trip home uh, i have one too
0: <laughs> hello my name hello everybody my name is michael rosso and you're listening to the film and you're listening to the film photography podcast your podcast for film
2: <laughs> smooth <laughs> Show, white show, white show, white show. Hey, we're back. show, 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 show.
0: I'm here with uh, Leslie Lazenby Hello everyone Mark O'Brien Hey there Mark Dalzell Hey Matt Marash Oh hey And uh, I have my uh, Minolta XL601 Super 8 camera on my person
3: And what what film do you have in there?
0: A long time ago, an FPP listener donated a box of uh, Super 8 film. It was all expired, like really expired, like 1989 expired. So this is a roll of Ektachrome E160. Yeah. And my hope is that it was stored well and that I'll get... I'm not expecting stellar colors. But with our, our new colorist in house, <laughs> Dave Northrop, and some fine processing by Dwayne's Photo, I'm hoping that... Uh, I'll be able to squeak an image out of this. We did our during our Pizza Friday lunch. We did our Pink Floyd at, live at Pompeii dolly lunch shot during
4: Echoes. That beautiful behind yes. the amps pan shot. They do.
0: But when they're in the lunchroom talking, they also do that shot. There's a lot. Of, there's a dolly shot.
4: They do. They at do. Pompeii, there's a lunchroom scene. Yeah, I there don't is. Remember that one. You don't remember that?
0: The mm. Pompeii cut between Pink Floyd live at Pompeii and them during the recording of Dark Side of the Moon. You don't oh, like I haven't seen that. Oh, okay.
2: Bails in. Bails in. Bails in. Bails in. Bails in. Bails in.
1: We're going to open up with Matt. has a letter. Oh, hey, this is from Seth. Hey, FPP gang. First off, I love the show. Keep up the excellent work. You're a delight to listen to. Second, my father was an avid photographer with a great eye for composition. I've begun to scan his negatives in order to catalog his work, which is primarily 35mm. The Packon on F-135 is a scanner I used to rely on, has developed issues. And for the price these have exploded to, often fetching $1,200 plus on eBay, It's getting a little harder to use. I'd rather put my money into a modern system, but nothing seems to match the balance of speed and quality that his Pack-On had. primary issue here is that he needs speed. He's got a collection of over 250,000 negatives to cover. So, can can we all recommend to Seth, one, a non-commercial lab scanner, or two, a commercial-grade scanner, Uh uh-oh, limit less than 5K. I'm willing to pay good money, but not willing to sink my money into a dead system rather not do a DSLR rig as I don't want to tinker, I just want to scan. But DSLR might be the only modern, effective way to scan, which is a shame. Any suggestions would greatly be appreciated.
3: Can I do a question first? Sure. He definitely said negatives, not slides. He said negatives. Okay. Makes a big difference.
1: 000? His father was a photographer. He I would selects. call
3: those out ahead of time because if his dad was a photographer or a grandpa, he probably shot multiple images of the same sh- subject. Mm-hmm. And I would begin first with the calling out. And he also didn't mention of, size, yeah. and that's important. 35. 35 oh, he does. Yeah. He did. Okay.
0: Unless you're you're valuing the experience of handling your your uh, relatives' slides and are enjoying the process of, of going through them, uh, I mean, if that's important to you, that's terrific. It's great. Find a scanner. But if not, send them all to a service. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would send them all to a service. I would,
5: I would second that.
1: Definitely. We, we always, At work, we always have folks coming in, not necessarily with this many thousands of negatives, but uh, probably the most I've seen come in was just short of 2,000, and the, oh. these were slides. Slides, you can kind of... There, there are some systems that are meant to handle those really, really quickly, but negative film is... It's a bit of a different beast. There's different masks to work with, and the age of the equipment could just as easily hamper uh, the process in converting those as... Uh, as making it quick the pack-ons that's kind of what their deal was they're they're convenient yet low quality but convenient first and foremost just goes it goes through the whole kind of thing now if those negatives i'm guessing they're already cut and sleeved that's what i'm betting. because it's a professional photographer so i don't think a pack-on is it is as easy for that but if it's already cut and sleeved in that manner he could look into like a Naritsu lab mm-hmm. and those Naritsu scanners are going to be i think pretty good up there with the pack on quality but not quite something crazy like a fuji frontier because those aren't fast those are you're, you're trading qual, uh, quality for quantity at that point um so my my recommendation would be like a, a noritsu system but he said dead system you know that's you're really all those qualifiers kind of negate the uh, the market for that if you're going for quantity that's one thing but if you're going for quality make selects you never want to Do them all with a quality process.
5: I may have missed... What was the end purpose? Just to have them digitized? Just
1: digitizing them, yeah. He wants to catalog the work. So a catalog is generally nowhere near full res on that stuff.
3: might even behoove him to put them into storage pages and scan them on like a Epson V700. Do the whole flatbed. Flatbed contact sheet type of thing. Then... You can scan a lot more negatives and maybe scan the entire project and then file the contact, the positive, punch holes in it, and just right file it with it. the negatives, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: You're saying if you make contact sheets and you have, you know, fairly reasonably sized, meaning like manageable size JPEGs, you could use all those contact sheets as your go-to to look at and then to pick
1: slides that you want to do high res. Yeah, so instead of yes. having a physical contact sheet, there's a printout of that contact sheet on, you know, dice sub, or just whatever is sure, cheap and easy yeah. to print and that would sit behind the, the page you, of negatives you just three hole punch it and put it in yeah because mm-hmm. otherwise the process is going to get very clunky Very. he also added the caveat he has a small apartment to operate this in I don't even think 250,000 negatives fits in a small apartment yeah. <laughs> I, we learned that from the Bill Cunningham documentary yeah. it's, uh. so that's there's space requirements um there are ways to somewhat automate the DSLR process, but it's very rigged out and it's very you have to manage every single thing that goes through it there there's no easy answer for large collections like that but this is why services do exist and this is why they charge the money they do for it especially at quantity It's no small undertaking if you do want to do it yourself though you're going to you're going to spend the money to do it
3: also too on services you may find twenty nine cents and thirty nine cent scans mm-hmm and chances are they're shipped overseas to get the cheap labor. Ooh. They bring them into a U.S. facility. That's why they take longer. Oh, it's okay. I don't care if you take longer. I'm going to get these all for 29 cents. (laughs) But then there's one more step in there in which they can be lost. Yeah. Mm.
4: How many do you get for 29 cents?
3: How many? I mean, are you
4: saying 29 29 29 cents per Absolutely, oh. and so that two hundred fifty thousand s- negatives. That's
5: still going to be. Let's say you, you're putting thirty-five images, or maybe th- let's say thirty-six sheets in those negative pages. Mm-hmm. So you could do that, right? Six thousand nine hundred forty-four sheets of, of contact sheets. That's a lot of. <laughs> that's a lot of printing.
1: That. That's a lot of yeah. So all of it is call first. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so I would be surprised if if there's some stuff in there it's it's honorable to want to do a catalog of every single thing that's on there but would the photographer have even wanted yeah every single thing on there i know i'm looking back i have my my cabinets are growing by the year i do file my stuff away and i have numbers that i catch up on every calendar year and i look back and i'm like ah what
5: did i say that for
1: there's there's one there's one negative i like out of this cabinet and there's some years where there's a couple drawers I like things out of, but year over year that number gets less, uh, less and less. You know the the hits are way there's way less hits than there than there are misses. So what's the bottom line? Bottom line there's given the limitations, but this is that limit five thousand. That could that could say ten thousand. It could say twenty thousand. Um, any high-end scanner is going to cost less than the service fees on scanning even half of that entire collection of negatives. This would probably be a three-year intensive mm. scan job or 10-year casual yeah. scan job if this was oh my God. just one person what doing it. What is your
3: time worth? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's wow. A, that's Especially if you find out you do not enjoy scanning.
4: Well, you won't after a couple months of this. Yeah, exactly. After your first so 10000
3: Mm-hmm. It's no easy answer to it. You know, this This brings
1: up a, a question of, of quality, though. This has been making me think. I Earlier this year, I had sent out some, uh, some big sheets of film mm. to get drum scanned. Sheets? There's different ends of the spectrum of quality versus quantity. Some of the top quality you can get in a scan uh, is this technology that unfortunately is essentially dead technology. Mm. The, the newest models of those were made in the mid to late 90s. We're talking a drum scanner that uses a PMT, or photomultiplier tube. There's a light source, typically a laser, and shines through, through that drum that's spinning at 6 to 12,000 RPMs. And that photomultiplier tube is creating... Those bits of information that are then getting encoded to a file. Files usually so big, they have to be put into what's called a PSB file. Has anybody ever used one of those? No. So in Photoshop, once something gets above a gigabyte, it's very unmanageable. Computers Mm -hmm. start to crash. A different file type for files larger than a gigabyte, a PSB, allows you to go, I think it's up to to 8 gigabytes or, or more. So for big, big, big old scans. Uh, But with those machines, you can get insane amounts of density out of Mm -hmm. slides or very, very tricky or maybe poorly uh, worked on negatives uh, or slides. In my case, some underexposed slides, Velvia with shadows to dig into. It's amazing the difference in quality you can get out of that. Just kind
3: of interesting. What's a drum scan cost today? Oh, it's, it's up there.
1: I used, uh, this is a shout-out to the folks at Lightwork in Syracuse, New York. Lightwork is known for their Artist-in-Residence program. They have one of the program. best ones in all of North America. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a paid uh, Artist-in-Residence program. They also have a really nice rental lab that includes a drum scanner you can rent out time on. Their drum scans for up to 2,000 DPI are 55 bucks, and that includes spotting and Ooh. dusting.
3: Do you pretty, think that's an average price?
1: That is not. That is far below average. Oh, no kidding! The average drum scan <laughs> is one hundred fifty to two hundred fifty dollars. Gotcha. There are services though that can drum scan up to fourteen thousand DPI, mm-hmm. which is too big.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. What do you need that big? Yeah, exactly. But
1: some there are some jobs that necessitate that. From a uh, there are some jobs for uh, reproduction that they require a single capture. And not stitching because of the artifacts and things created. Sure. And that's where those, uh, they use these crazy drum scanners called the Heidelberg Tango. Yes, the Heidelbergs. Like, it looks like a a water cooler that spins at 12,000 RPM. Uh-huh. Heidelberg Tango? Yes. Oh. So, but these drum scanners, they start, Mike, they start in the five $6,000 range and go up from there. When they were new, they cost more than a, more than a really nice Volvo. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> But no, uh, Seth. This was a really good question. There are no easy answers. Um, I personally would find m- the best, the best two thousand out of that, and pay and pay somebody a, a good price to to get those done. Now that's that's saying find the you know the best one percent in there. But uh, think li- think like a photographer when it comes to that. There's probably a body of work that was um, either your your father didn't have. Uh, known in his in his body of work, or uh, you thought was really most representative of his work? Because if you think of your favorite photographers, if you can conjure up more than five favorite pictures, you're a you're a fanboy or fangirl <laughs> of them. So I don't think it's a quantity thing a lot of the time, right? Even with the prolific street photographers, it's not much of a quantity thing at the end of the day. It's quality. Thank you, Matt. Thanks.
2: Astronauts report it feels good. t-minus 25 seconds. So, in front of uh,
0: Mark Dalzell, we have a box. Would you mind opening up that box from our good friend Dave Lyons? He is our uh, truck-driving pal from Utah, who said, Hey, I'm going to send you guys a box of some treats. Whoa! Taffy. Oh, saltwater taffy.
4: Saltwater taffy. Oh! Oh.
3: (laughs) You little, you little, you little.
4: <laughs>
0: Dave, fine. I'm eating your taffy right now. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. It's greatly appreciated.
4: Oh, mm, it's delicious.
0: And up next, Mark Dalzell is going to do a camera review. Oh, come on. Give me two
4: minutes to finish the taffy. All right. <laughs> I love the boxing.
0: The bell of three.
4: You need to lie there telling
2: me that George fell into his <laughs> freaks' horn.
0: And now the FA Nikon.
5: Okay. By Mark O'Brien. It came out in 1983. It's an electronic SLR. It requires uh, two two button cells. It's got a uh, ISO range of 12 to 4,000. The shutter speed is goes from one second to one four thousandths of a second. The shutter is a titanium focal plane shutter. It's a really, really good shutter. Mm. It's also used in the FM2N. Flash sync is one two-fiftieth of a second. can take a motor drive. It can take the MD-11, MD-12, and MD-15 motor drives. And as I said, it first came out in 1983. But it was the world's first reflex camera offering automatic multi-pattern metering, which we, today we would call matrix metering. They call it AMP on Program, Aperture Priority, and Shutter Priority Automatic Exposure controls. It also has, like the F3, an LCD LCD display, and you can see that in the viewfinder. It can do manual operation, it's got TTL flash control, it's got memory lock, Uh, three interchangeable focusing screens, it has a multiple exposure lever, uh, a viewfinder blind, which is really important if you've got it on a tripod and you uh, are not behind the camera, a mechanical shutter speed at 1,250th. One, one if you put the uh, MD-15 motor drive on it, when it's the batteries from the motor drive also power the camera. It's a very high-tech camera for its, for its time, and it came out in chrome and black. I, I would love to have a Nikon FA in an all black. It's, it would be a very nice camera, but... Yeah. It works the same as the chrome one. To uh, <laughs> celebrate the camera grand prix in 1984, Nikon came out with a 24 karat gold-plated FA um, with a nice leather covering. And the FA gold is fully operational. I have no idea what those go for on eBay if you could find one. Yeah. Um, but the FA is a really good camera. It's just a fully featured camera. It also has a PC, a PC socket for uh, a flash, if you want, external flash. Or you can use one of the Nikon extension cords that, to take advantage of the full TTL flash metering. Exposure compensation from uh, plus and minus two stops. It's just a, a pleasure to use. There's a film reminder window on the back of the camera. Um, that's where you can put a little picture of yourself, and if someone doesn't know about film cameras, you can show it to them if they oh. want to see a preview. You know, Put a mirror in there, and they can see themselves.
0: That's hilarious.
5: Um, of all the electronic Nikon's... Um, that are out there. I mean, this is certainly better than the F3 in the, in the respect that the flash uh, is mounted on top of the camera. But it has, uh, again, up to 1/4 thousandth of a second shutter speed. I don't know if I've ever used it like that, but if I have this Lens Baby 1.6 on here with uh, some high-speed film, it might be the perfect thing for that. It has a cable release socket on the uh, sh- shutter release. And other than that, it's, what can I say? It's a. Uh, It's just a joy to use. Thank you, Mark.
3: You're welcome. Uh, Leslie? I've been scammed, man. Uh, (laughs) By who? The pizza guy? (laughs) Mark Dalzell? By who? Well, Mark Dalzell, it's a running scam. Yeah. (laughs) But... (laughs) Running scam. (laughs) Yes. I don't know who coined the phrase scammeras, but it's a portmanteau. Originally for speed cameras, you know, those traffic uh, cameras that get you. i never heard that before. Well, scammers?
4: camera, yeah, I've never heard
3: uh, that. Classic.
4: I thought you made it up.
3: I wish I had. <laughs> it says it's from those speed cameras that when you stop at a light or speed or whatever, and then you just get the ticket in the mail without an ossifer being involved. And they'll usually say, I got slapped by a scammer. Speed camera. <laughs> but can also be used for a copycat camera in our industry and these pieces of plastic crap (laughs) are made to look like very full-featured expensive cameras they even go as far as misspelling the name slightly but they'll use a font on the camera that matches up to the original manufacturer's font and they are designed for nothing more than to scam and deceive (laughs) And destined to fail if they work at all. Now, I don't want people to confuse these with toy cameras. They are not toy cameras. Totally, totally different. But I collected a few scameras that are out there. And there's the Olympia. There's also the Olympic OY instead of the OM. OY. OY. <laughs> the numerous for Nikon, of course. The NIKIA. <laughs> The nokina, nokina, the the Nippon, and the Nippon with two P's. <laughs> Don't forget, if you see it, pick up your Tashika, Ooh. your Mitsuba, Panoramic. There's also the Sonica. 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 sonica.
2: Good
3: one. hmm The Rokanon. too close to a lens. There's also the Minotaur, so the Minolta. sound. I have some ro- Rokinons. hmm I know that one. And I will have I will have the, one of these for my collection. I find it <laughs> it's so funny.
0: Does this work? Can
3: you Yes. Um Can you imagine? Quote, yes. Walking around with a Yoshida on your neck spelled Y O S H I T A. Oh,
5: Yoshida pictures.
3: Yeah. And I just think I I gotta have one. This is classic. The one I am currently using is a Canonmatic MF, yeah, MF, MF 7000 DV. Not to be confused <laughs> with Canon's Canonmatic M70. So you see how they play on that. That's a like a very fine camera compared to this POS Canonmatic. MF 700 DV and the the font the font is just very convincing the box itself reads MF 700 DV keep the memories forever dual viewfinder 35 compact camera auto rewind power rewind Lens made in Japan. That's important. Lens made in Japan. Mm-hmm. 50 millimeter. First lie, it isn't. 6.3. Dual viewfinder. Focus free. Focus free. Not fixed focus. Focus free. I love but, that term. Uh, my my very first kind of introduction into Scamera's, and I think this may have been sent in by Ian Fleming. I'm not 100% Ian sure. Ian Fleming? Yes. And this little camera, the name has fallen off, but it was called a syntax. Is that too close to, pen, to Pentax? I'm yeah. not I'm not sure. Because I'm not hundred percent convinced that this is a scamera because it doesn't look like a film camera. It looks like an eighties or a nineties little mini video camera. It looks
4: like a pencil sharpener.
3: But what's wild about it, number one, it had to have the battery cover taped shut to even work. It's Rather upright, the film opening is a portrait 35 millimeter opening. It's not horizontal, landscape. Does the
4: film load sideways? Then?
3: It loads from bottom oh, it's to like top. camera. Yes, cool. exactly. But the thing is, if you use the oh viewfinder... if you use the viewfinder, <laughs> <you> <laughs> that's the viewfinder. You have two.
4: That's ridiculous.
3: If you use the viewfinder on the top, it's it's square. If you use this one. It folds out from the side like those little video cameras. It's horizontal. But your film is recording vertically. So the whole thing is, is just a disaster. But it, it just screams disaster, and it's fun. And all the information about the lens is printed on the lens cap. It's not on the camera. lens itself. Yes, and it's called camera, 35mm camera, F3.6, 35 millimeter lens. Mm. So that kind of started my whole scammer thing. How does this work? How do I get this to work? <laughs> I'll put roll, roll a film in there. Let the, let the lady show you. The, this thing, there's there's this. You've got to hold it in just the right place.
4: To, it's got the cannon squeak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll have
3: what to. There you go. Now you're wound oh. up to the
4: next
0: frame.
3: This does not have a flash. Oh, I can I put a flash on it. Yes, you can.
4: It's got a warm shoe. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. The scamera that I have, the canomatic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's part of it, that sound. When do you, when the film rewinds, you think it's a bomb. Now how do we know when it's gonna end? Well there you go. <laughs>
4: it never ends.
3: I'm shooting with the, the whole thing. Can-o-matic. It feels like it's just never gonna end. Hold your horses cause it just builds up. To honor Wait, the value the microphone when you shoot it. To to honor the value oh. of my canomatic Garbage
0: disposal. I went to 3, the Dollar
3: Tree and put dollar double A batteries in it. Oh, okay. The contacts not were that's smooth, right? Oh, it's at your <laughs> Yes, yeah, you do have to select I'm an aperture, go, but I'm gonna go F eleven. Alright. The battery contacts were clean and shiny, but only one side of the, and it takes two double A's, only
4: get ready. Here's that noise.
3: Oh No, you have to know how to hold it. Oh I'm squeeze, not the battery in. Yes, you gotta squeeze it in the right place. Now it won't wind? No, it'll. It will eventually when you get just the right. S- yeah, give squeeze, me that. I know what to do. It won't take another shot. There wow. you got it Wow. Now you're ready for the next shot. So I put dollar store batteries in it. It seemed appropriate. One side is fine. It will make contacts. The other side, the contacts are buried too. You got half mm, wind. Too deep in the camera, and I had to. S- <laughs> You're rewinding. Yeah, it's a shorty. Oh, oh. You know, I'm going to let you guys yeah. play it
0: this. I'm going to finish my segment. Oh, hold on. Am I all, all rewound. I don't know. You don't know.
4: i got my cool model helicopter flying around the studio right
3: now. <laughs> oh, please continue. Thank you.
4: That's great for street photography. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so as I was mentioning, and then as the guys have found out, one of the battery contacts is just way too low above and below it's stuffed with foil foil balls to make the contacts and i also noticed that um the viewfinder is wacky it has two viewfinders it has a waist level finder and one that you simply just stick your eye through a hole the waist level finder of course works with a mirror the Mirror, as we think it, is usually glass and silver. This was a slightly etched piece of very thin metal that just floated in there. It's not big enough to attach to anything. It works great. So, yeah. So I had to glue it in but build the glue up so that I could finally attach it to the wall of the camera. And it does claim to be a 50mm. millimeter. It is really about a 40 millimeter. It may be a 6.3. I don't know. The front piece on it... Makes you think that you have got a nice big bit of glass real estate yep, on here. Right. You. You've got a pretty fast lens. The lens is buried way back at the camera, and it's a 6.3. You this can is slice just all that off. this is just a filter that it's not a filter. It's not glass. It was floating around in the box, and I had to glue that on. Lens made in Japan requires more assembly than a Lomo constructor. Camera made in China. Company based in Taiwan. Huh. All of these were made by the Oyama Camera Company. And if you have any others, we all have the same serial number. <laughs> they just used one number no on the front, what, stamped it. it on everything. It's an
0: MF 7,000 DV.
3: 700. It's
4: MFAF.
0: Oh, no, seven 7,000.
4: There, So they made it look like an EOS, but they gave Check it, a, the box. They gave it a, a, an Oh, no, I'm model. sorry,
3: 7,000. Yeah. Yeah, got it. 7,000 DV, quality. Quality. Now, a lot of times, they'll take this waist-level finder, and they will build a flash in here. Oh, So I've seen yeah. two versions. I think you yeah. discovered one of its little secrets, too, was the sound that thing makes. That was a secret? That was, well, that longer. <laughs> no longer. Secret Why out? auto? Why Why not? <laughs> Probably the most inter- interesting thing I read about Scammers was, was they said a lot of people open these things up on the bottom and they'll find actually like lead shot in there. Yeah. That's what I took out of the bottom. Oh my! I, God. Had, I had Justin Whoa. weigh it. It is a metal plate. It, has, it fits in there. I opened it up. I was thinking maybe there was a wire or something on that battery contact, so I just took oh. the bottom off. Yeah. I it. So I had Justin weigh it. It's seven ounces. So, seven ounces of the weight of that. Wow. And I just left it out. It's not necessary to have it in. Why even th- at the expense of it? I don't, because that makes it trick you into thinking.
0: It's real. It's something it's real. in there is That there's
3: that more. A weightier camera is perceived value. Decides Pick it up. Weight. Then it does also come with a lens hood. And when you put the lens hood on, you block half of the optical viewfinder. So it just keeps going. And going and going. And it was one of the few days that we actually had some sunshine. So the camera just kept getting funnier and funnier to use. Does this one work? I have not processed the roll, but I have shot with it. You may have think, I, I think if it had been a cloudy day, the camera truly would have tested my patience, because every step of the way I could not get this to wind, to use film, you really don't know where you're at, because the counter has come off, yeah. you know, everything just kind of sits in one place. you don't know when you're done rewinding it. But we had a little sunshine, and I felt so darn good that I finally finished it. I have processed the roll, and it amazingly spaced decently. The exposure, not bad. It's the only thing you have to choose on this, and you do get pictures. Uh, 6.3, F8, 11.
0: You've processed the roll from the kinematic.
3: I have. 6.3? 6.3. That's wide open. We're going back 150 still, years. I was say
4: they swiped old Kodak
3: apertures. They did, so, you know, and of course that has the little um, full sun. It has the little diagrams on it, so you really don't have to know what you're doing. You do because you got to squeeze the bottom to you make it advance. In the first place, and if you knew what you knew if you, knew what you, were if doing. you were, knew what you were doing, but it's just they're just so darn deceiving. So using it truly was a fun challenge. Uh, I wasn't expecting much. I. Took the negatives (laughs) off the roll, and I was just like, happy days. It's like, oh, my God, there's something here. But they have the funniest little glow to them. And it's a crapshoot of what you're going to get because the viewfinders don't work. They're both off. They're half covered. And it was just way too much fun. But that's definitely how you have to look at a scammer. What
0: do they sell for?
3: Well, the (laughs) Yoshida, I think everybody wants one of those. We'll bring a little more. This is Yoshida? No, 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 no. That's that's the uh, syntax.
0: Okay.
3: The Yoshida looks just like this. Okay. They all look the same. Some of them put a flash here, some not. But they. Or they have a big handlebar looking flash. Oh, they have the big handlebar. Yes. I've seen those on the Olympics especially. Whoever made this very serious. look, Look at this. The door just fell open. My foil's going to fall There's out. There's even a cover for the
0: hot shoe, like a plastic.
3: Yeah, slides in and out for the hot shoe. And they, it came with a instruction manual and a quality woven yeah. neck strap.
0: So someone, I could see this like being sold like in Times Square in like the early 1980s. Oh, yeah. Like with someone, and I'm sure someone would, people bought these, right? Yeah.
3: Check out the little tripod. Oh, my God. That came with the, um... Oh no! It's just no, no. It has to. The came which,
0: which, oh, this camera. Yes. What's this called?
3: That is a Syntax S I N T E X, and it camera. had a it had a nifty little case with it too. I love it. It Just says camera. It says <laughs> camera. Wait, what
4: is that? Put it.
0: Put it. How are on. your images like the from the
4: pressure tester or my camera? Oh no, it says camera.
3: How were your pictures from the uh, Canomatics camera? They're kind of cool because they're kind of glowy. Right. Decently, believe it or not, exposed. Now, originally. The aperture, which is square, so you know how many, you've only got Mm -hmm. four blades to deal with here, was gummy, sticky. But it may not be, it may have been because the battery was not making full contact long enough. I wasn't squeezing the battery cover or have enough foil stuffed in there. But it's giving
4: it the right secret handshake. Exactly.
3: But it eventually straightened up and uh, it would open up and then just simply wait for me to wind the film, which was to be more automatic. I mean, look at this. This is Minolta, right here. That's that's a Minolta shutter button. Absolutely. Uh huh. Yeah, auto wind from and maximum. They might till they heard it, <laughs> <laughs> which they would from a few hundred feet away. But it was a, it was quite a little challenge to use. I'll, I'll probably it never fire showing. fire it up again. But um, I was pleased with the frames I got. I even threw a red filter over one of them because the sky was good and I wanted to make it better. Mm-hmm. So I just I had two stops to open because I was using 400 speed film. And in one of the instruction manuals, it actually says on it, use any film. There is no recommendation <laughs> oh, for geez. film time. I believe that's this one right Color here. Just or says or black and white.
2: Oh, <laughs> That's
3: what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Cram it in there. Use 5. any film. So that's the Scamera. And uh, I have found them to be quite humorous. But I'm going to tell you, if I got scammed by one, I, I probably wouldn't think this was all so funny.
5: Another one I've seen is Benz Gant as a name. What? Benz Gant. B-E-N-Z with a slash and then G-A-N-T. As no, I've seen a Bentley. No, a Bentley a, camera. I know, and but this is a Benz Gant. Benz Gant. I mean, I know who makes up these things.
3: I don't know. There's just like, that's the whole, there's no research and design on this. It's just somebody sitting there making up names. Let's to Ben, please. Who do
2: you want to talk to? Ben. Ben? Yeah. Anybody say Ben? Ben. Ben. No, nobody, last but uh,
0: name
1: is Mr. Dover. It's Dover's last name is. Who is it? Last
0: name is Dover.
5: Ben Dover. Ben Dover. Not here. How about you, Ben Dover? <laughs> <laughs> and if you go on the bay, you'll see not, not only on the bay, but also on Facebook people trying to sell these. Yes. You know, especially the Olympia or something. Mm-hmm. In which they come in a nice box, and they've got the external flash and all that stuff. You know, And they think it's, wow, this is a really nice SLR, and it's not even an SLR.
3: You know? Curved, the back on it, the film plane is curved right. because the lens is so bad. That's yeah. why they did that, to kind of pick up some sharpness. But <laughs> they really cracked me up. Oh, it's got a tripod socket. Son of a gun.
5: At least the time camera... And its clones. You you knew they were a dubious quality to begin with.
3: They are considered toy cameras today. Yeah, they don't they don't make any bones about it. This is but these are uh,
5: trying to. Oh, look look at the batteries. They are.
3: We got Gassner batteries. The original batteries are still in the box. Gassner. Anyway, thank you, Leslie. Yeah, thank you, Mike.
2: Is caused by UFOs.
3: Mark Giselle, what do you have for us today? Hi.
4: Well, I got another camera. Oh, wait
3: a minute. What? Mike Rosso just joined us. Welcome, oh, Mike. Oh, My hey, Rousseau's hi. Here.
0: How's it going? Great. Thank you, Leslie. Yes. I Forgot what he looked like.
4: We'll pass
3: this along to Mark.
4: <laughs> Thanks. And he's gone again. Uh, what have I got today? This is a. This is practically a segue from what you were just talking about because the camera I brought today is. Uh, I would, I would say it's a, it's a toyish kind of quality camera. Uh, what I've got here today is the Ballora Bella 44. This is a German-made, one, the one I have here is a 127 camera. Uh, these were made from the mid-50s into the early 60s. Uh, there was a wide variety of models and revisions. Uh, they made 127 and 120 cameras. They were available in what I have here, which is a 4x4. In the 120, they also made a 6x6 six six version. Same, basic, same camera. It was just, you know, 10% bigger to hold 120. And then they also, for 127, made the same camera that would shoot 4x6.5 and 4x6 on 127 film, which is pretty odd. I don't know of any other 127 cameras that would shoot 4x6. 4x6.5. Hmm. So it's 4x6.5. It's a completely unusual aspect ratio. I've never heard of it six shots on a roll? If there that. were three Five.
3: 127 formats.
4: Oh, were there? Well, then that's uh-huh. three. Oh, I've never seen yeah. another one that was... I've never seen we'd a 127 that wasn't 4x4. Four four. Oh, oh, no. So no, there, there were. I, re- I
3: remember coming in the shot, and we'd have to reset up the printer for them. Oh, okay. Well, Not often. So what, yeah, Once yeah. a year, Christmas. So they made all...
4: So they these. this one made all three then? So mm-hmm. uh, the, the one I have here, there's a lot of different revisions, but the... Documentation as to what the different revisions all were is a little sketchy. So the one I have here is either a 44-2 or a 44-4. I'm not sure which one because the photo of them looks exactly the same, and I'm not sure what the difference was between those two. But The 44-2 came out in 1958. The 44-4 was 1962, so it's somewhere in that vault. As far as features go, it has a lens on the front yes, of a circular fashion (laughs) (laughs) that will encompass some number of millimeters. I don't know. Nobody knows. I could do it. If I ever shoot this, when I shoot this camera, I should say, I'll do a test and find out. Um, Probably somewhere in the 45 millimeter ballpark. But who knows? Uh, It has um, two apertures, which is, the two choices are 8 or 16, and has a little flip-down mask. So it's like a box camera aperture setting. So you just have a little round mask that's uh, it does actually have shutter speeds, believe it or not, one fiftieth and one one hundredth, plus Ooh. bulb. Well, how come
0: you're talking kind of disparaging about it? My well, lord, because it's a so fancy
4: looking box. It sure is. It's a fancy looking one twenty seven box camera. Oh, okay, when Indiana it comes down metal. To it. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, I'm, I'm You're saying it's the, almost a scammer. It's a toy. It's okay. a solid toy. I like it. Uh, yeah, so you got three star speeds, 150th, 100th, plus bulb. Uh, zone focus, so it's not a fixed focus. It is focusable. Mine's a little grindy. From three feet to infinity. Now we're getting into the good stuff. It does have a PC port flash mm-hmm. sync at the 50th wow. setting. Mm-hmm. And it's got a cold shoe on the top. So you could actually put an electronic flash on this. So a 127 camera with an electronic flash... Not, you know, so if I if I was going to shoot 20, 127, this is one I would probably go for. Has has um, a uh, cable-release-friendly shutter button on the front. It oh. has a tripod socket on the bottom, so you can use it like a real camera. The film is advanced. <laughs> it loads through the camera sort of backwards, so it, it loads from, from right to left. And it has this kind of neat integrated wheel.
3: I like it that it's index finger and thumb. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, 127.
4: Like, it's like it's on the top, mm-hmm. but it's, it's kind of recessed so you don't accidentally bump it. It, does, you know, it makes the camera a little sleeker looking, and it's really easy to advance. It feels really nice to, to advance it. Uh, and then it's got the little window on the back that you can pop open and close to count your, count your frames. It's not automatic stop or anything. The uh, one design flaw that I feel is on the back there's a huge switch right in the middle of the door yes. that looks like it would open the window. Yeah. But that actually is the, back oh, of the camera. Jeez. So when you're shooting it, make sure you don't touch that big switch.
3: Because that's, that's exactly what that I button. thought it was. Exactly. Yes.
4: It looks just like a window slider, but it's actually the back of the camera. It's it's fairly uncommon. Uh th- this was made it's it's tagged as West Germany. So it was made in the good Germany after we know. It's Fairly uncommon in the US. Like everyone in
0: East Germany was
5: bad.
4: Well, <laughs> That's the way they
5: looked in the movies. Okay. Um, no. It it looks like a much better camera than it really is. That's
4: well, the design of it is beautiful, and the, the actual mechanics are well made. It it works very well. It advances. It feels tight. Okay. It feels strong. It just the actual shutter kind of lets it down because there's there's not much going on with the shutter and the lens. But the actual construction of the camera it is really metal. Is. It is all metal. It is all. It
3: th- has not aged unless you've cleaned it up, and I thought maybe it was plastic.
4: It's but- metal, but it's spray-painted silver. So it looks like aluminum, but it's actually... Yes. In, well, I don't know what the... What, it could be made of aluminum, but mm-hmm. um, it's it's actually spray-painted silver. It looks kind of like polished aluminum from a few feet away. Here's a trivia question. What was the first modern hot shoe flash? Because this camera has a cold shoe on it. But Mm -hmm. the cold shoe is obviously designed for an electronic flash to not short itself out. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was trying to sort of nail down what Mm. year this was, because if this was a 58, could you have gotten regular hot shoe electronic flashes in 58?
3: Well, they had hot shoe
4: um,
5: bulbs flash guns.
3: They did. That did made they? contact with yeah, the shoe. They
5: fold up these little
3: things and they yeah. put it
5: right in there. Yeah, but was that a hot shoe? Or I, yeah, they were Nikon heads. I can one. think of those as being
4: oh. PC cord.
0: Will that take a modern day Vivitar two fifty two or no?
5: Yes, a yes. fifty two will because it's got the PC port.
0: Oh, okay, but you can't use the hot shoe. It's got a cold shoe. Cold shoe. But got just the
4: fact that on, on a lot of cam- a lot of old cameras that have a cold shoe. It's just a piece of metal. The fact right. that this one's cut out to not short itself out. Oh, uh, yes. Yes. Right. I noticed that as being a little different, mm. so I was kind of curious about that. Like the Mishika here has a cold shoe on it. Yep. Right. But just if you put an electronic flash, it'll short itself out.
0: Cause it's, because it's metal touching metal. Right. Right, gotcha.
4: So, uh, yeah, I like it. It feels, it feels very solid. I mean, you can pass it around. It feels very solid. It feels good. The machining on it is good. Yeah. Construction is good. The... Mystery lens lets it down. The focus feels a little grindy, and you only they get, get two apertures and two shutter speeds. But
3: what more do you need? Well, yeah, <laughs> it, you just gotta shoot it like a box camera. I had one mm-hmm. a long time. It looks like I a
4: funky retro futuristic alien space camera, but and it's really a box, and camera. you can do multiple exposures. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It
3: does appear to be a lot more quiet than my It
4: It is. If it had a winder on it. Yeah, like I said, they go for about thirty bucks on eBay, so they're cheap, but. You're looking for a, a little 127, 4x4, or you can go for one of the. If you find one of the wacky aspect ratios, I'd shoot a 4x6. I'd be curious.
3: hmm Are they still in business today? Because it wasn't that long ago, you still could buy Byler tripods. Yeah, unless someone, unless someone bought out bought the name, the name yeah, yeah, which is more than likely. Well, thank you, Mark.
0: Yeah, sure. I want to something new. Yes, always something new that's old. Um. I want to thank everyone for joining us. Thank Dave Lyons for sending the original saltwater taffy, delicious 10 flavor assortment bag. And And the Mountain Dew Hooch Jug. Yes, and the Mountain Dew Jug. Does anyone want to say goodbye? Hey, goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Please drop Mm -hmm. us a line. Please. (laughs)
2: man in a tracksuit, matching from head to his toes, enjoy his mirrored sunglasses, just resting there on his nose, Uh, uh, it's tracksuit man, he wears a shiny medallion, Nestling in his hairy chest He wears his top slightly open So you can see his white vest Uh Ah ah, extract Superman trainers. Look at his badly matched socks. Check out that new Bluetooth piece <laughs> He thinks he's something that he's not. Uh-uh, it's tracksuit man. Uh-uh, it's tracksuit man. It's tracksuits, uh-uh, it's tracksuits, uh-uh, it's tracksuits, man. Track so man, tracks and man was tracks and play That man was tracks and that man we're tracks and well I like his tracks of man. well like his tracks and well It's nice red tracks and plastic, the patsy's belly meets. Cheap burgers are the greatest, uh, they really are a treat. It shouldn't be organic, it must be engineered. Assembled in a factory, a thousand miles from Across the ocean, above the troposphere. Cheap burgers, 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 cheap burgers. Give me all you got, give me everything on top. I'm getting deep, but 'cause I need cheap burgers.